0: Truth is the authority. 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 All right, first authority. thing, bring your A game because I'll take nothing less. I mean, we don't need more regulations. We need far less of that. We're going to have an open and honest discussion, but the numbers are what matter. The facts matter. Forget about the Republicans and the Democrats for a minute. Let's talk about the people. I've lived the American dream, and I want so many more people to be able to live the American dream. My show is what it says. It's common sense. We've jettisoned political correctness. It's principles and policy that work for everybody. I just want to talk about how to fix this country. The David Webber Show. I want you to listen to me carefully on this, and then we'll go to our guest, uh, Alex Epstein. You'll want to call in on this one. That 86695 Patriot. Seeking world recognition, the Taliban vows to help fight terror and climate change. Shared exclusively with Newsweek, a senior Taliban official calling for global recognition of their rule over Afghanistan, vowing that militants would never again be allowed to launch attacks against other countries and saying that they have plenty to offer if the world embraces it. So the now newly, I guess, or soon to be consolidated Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan is now going to help with important issues around the world. They have not been recognized, but they're seeking recognition. And this, of course, would be a point of discussion with, oh, you know, the United States, China, Russia, Iran, other countries out there. But Abdul Qahar Balki, a member of their cultural commission, told the Taliban, told Newsweek that his group would seek worldwide recognition and would help with climate change. He says, we hope not to be only recognized by regional countries, but the entire world at large as legitimate representative government of the people of Afghanistan, who have gained their right of self-determination from a foreign occupation and with the backing and support of an entire nation after a prolonged struggle and immense sacrifices, despite all odds being stacked against your people, our people. So, again, they're writing the history as they see it. But just simple questions. Are we to believe, Alex Epstein, that the Taliban, which openly and indiscriminately kills, well, anyone, murders women, Culturally accepts Bachabazi, the rape of 8- to 10-year-old boys, the dancing boys, as they're often referred to in their language. And this has been going on for a thousand years or more. And by that, I mean just the existence of the country of Afghanistan or the, the land of Afghanistan. That we're supposed to believe this is a kinder, gentler Taliban rule that will now... Not allow terrorist attacks, not allow whatever they want to publish in this report or this missive, and that they will help with climate change i'm I'm trying to wrap my head around this
1: hi david well i mean i I'm not an expert on the foreign policy stuff, but it, I mean it's obviously completely impossible that that um in terms of just them being a good power i mean all dictatorships lie about their nature so you actually have to look at the nature of the dictatorship you have to look at the nature of the ideas and, and as you indicated i think that's pretty straightforward the climate change thing is interesting because if you think about what does it mean to quote fight climate change it means to have very low co2 emissions well afghanistan has very low co2 emissions because it's a poor primitive area so in that sense Yes, by making life worse in Afghanistan, even worse in Afghanistan, they will lower CO two emissions. But I don't think that's a good thing.
0: No, that's a very good point. You know, unlike say Africa, you and I think have probably discussed Africa in the past, where there is a large amount of fibrous material burned in some countries, which contributes to air quality negative contribution, of course. In others, Afghanistan is different. The there lack of modernization is a result in what you said low co2 emissions so is this really just you know fluff and and a play to the the more liberal quarters out there even in the united states
1: yeah i mean i think what they're obviously doing is just seeing what will appeal to the mass media around the world and because the mass media around the world are obsessed above all with eliminating human co2 emissions The Taliban is bringing that up but I think I think we should use this to to make the point that again poor countries are the ones with the lowest CO2 emissions and my view is that fossil fuels today and for the foreseeable future are the only way that everyone around the world has an opportunity to have low cost reliable energy so yes that will emit CO2 that will contribute to some warming but that warming is not catastrophic at all in some cases it's beneficial and in any case, the value of 8 billion people around the world having energy in a modern life is incomparably more important than any impact we're going to have on climate. So the point is, everyone needs to get away from being Afghanistan, not move toward being Afghanistan.
0: Yeah, good point there. You know, energy. Uh- as a whole in this issue and you know we see this i saw a report last week or maybe it was the week before that you know the climate change uh caused problems in afghanistan every it's almost as if no matter where you find it there's like a religious dogma to find a climate change attachment uh the climate change argument on one side versus reality are they still moving forward have more and more bought into there's got to be a climate change reason for everything
1: yeah i agree that it is it is a religious kind of thing and you think there's a parallel so i live in california there's a parallel with the wildfires like you think about okay we have dangerous wildfires what do we want to do well the two things you want to think of are what's under our control and what's most important and for wildfires guess what those are the same thing it's dealing with the fuel load in the forest because if you manage the fuel load in the forest then wildfires have a very limited ability to be dangerous and to go out of control but what do people focus on instead they focus on climate change which is a more which is totally outside our immediate control we can't lower co2 levels that can't even happen for decades even under the worst kinds of policies in my view and it's, it's not under control and it doesn't make that big a difference. California has had multi hundred year droughts in the past before there were any SUVs at all. And so you look at Afghanistan, what's in our control and what's effective is obviously the foreign policy toward the Taliban. That's actually what matters. And yet we're focusing on climate, which is such a minor variable. And I just posted on Twitter, if people want to check it out, it's just Alex Epstein, my name. I, I cite a peer reviewed study that says the predicted impact of future climate change is largely beneficial mainly due to warming. So Afghanistan is having really good agriculture. Their agriculture is improved. And peer-reviewed studies say that it will improve more. Warming is not universally bad. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's good. More CO2 in the air helps, helps plant growth including crops. So it's just this religious idea that everything is about man-made climate change, and that man-made climate change is always bad. So, yeah, a rational focus would be let's focus on what's under our control and what matters, and that sure as hell is not climate.
0: Looking at where we are as a country, let's talk about us, the America, the America that we both love and would like to see have a sensible energy policy and a future look at how we deliver renewable and, yes, redistributable energy. We've done better than just about every other nation out there because of technology, because of a desire for clean air, for cleaner water systems, for a clean environment, to use that uh, word that I prefer. And where we are now, are other countries more uh, emulating us or are they playing the, I don't know, the climate change agenda?
1: Well, I would distinguish between two things. So one is, have we been able to produce more energy with better environmental quality, with a cleaner environment? And that the answer is absolutely yes to that. Have we been able to produce more energy with less CO2? Not so much. I mean, a little bit of a decline because of natural gas replacing coal, which I think in some cases made sense, in some cases didn't. In some cases really imposed by the government and actually cost uh, quite a bit. Um, but in, so I made the point earlier that, you know, given today's options in energy, using more energy and being more prosperous does require emitting a lot of CO2. So we just have to accept that and we have to decide, you know, are we willing to sacrifice a modern life and the ability of billions of people to survive and flourish? Are we willing to sacrifice that because we think that there's some perfect level of CO2? In my view, is there's no basis for that at all. So, yeah, people should emulate America in terms of having a lot of energy with like clean air and clean water, uh, but not in terms of trying to lower our CO2. I think the only way to lower CO2 rationally is to promote innovation in fields like nuclear and to liberate fields like nuclear so that ultimately we can have cost effective alternatives. But in terms of that on a global scale, that's many decades away.
0: Alex Epstein, my guest, and of course, uh, the Center for Industrial Progress, uh, making the case, as it were, for real industrial progress. Industrialization had its moments, right, depending on technology, the coal era in this country and around the world. Overall, Alex, have we, in the more industrialized world, maybe those 192 or so nations, uh, or less in that number have Have we moved forward well i mean since when let's go with the last hundred years
1: i mean yeah it's i'm laughing just because we've moved for more forward in the past hundred years than anyone has improved uh Ever, I mean, the industrialization basically means the use of machines to improve our lives and specifically machines amplify our productive ability and they expand our productive ability. They enable us to produce far more things like crops and they also enable us to build things like incubators and computers that no number of humans uh, can replicate that functionality. And so what that's done is it's turned the world from a really deficient and dangerous place to an abundant and safe place. For the industrialized world, the world's an abundant and safe place, but that's not the natural state of affairs. And I think there's a lot of nature worship today acting like a natural world is a better world, and an industrialized world is a far better environment for humans to live in. And so we really need to understand that, and we need to be afraid of anything that sacrifices that, and we need to be opposed to anything that prevents poor people around the world from pursuing that.
0: And, you know, are they mutually exclusive? We can have both, can't we? We can have an industrialized modern world, which we do. And, you know, environmental responsibility. And I like to talk about the environment, which for me includes the industrialized, the technological. It's all part of the environment we live in. But we've grown more trees. We've treated it in much of this country. I'd say we're better at forestry and maintaining that environment. Uh, Sadly, they're not as good in California, but that's ideologically driven, not driven from land management.
1: Yeah, I I agree. And actually, I would would argue that they very much go together. So you think about things like clean water. That's not a natural phenomenon. That's largely a man-made phenomenon. Water is naturally dirty in many places and it's naturally distant. And yet we use energy in machines to make water clean. You know to purify water and to pump water from distant places so yeah what, what happens with industrialization is you you make nature a lot better you make our human environment a lot better you make it more abundant you make it safe and then over time you you innovate and you get rid of industrialization side effects so you, you lower air pollution you lower water pollution things like that but it's important that we also lower nature's pollution and nature's dangers and i don't think people pay attention to the fact that nature is not a clean and safe place uh, it 's a dirty and dangerous place, absent industrialization yeah
0: can you imagine if they had these discussions rather than the dogma of the climate change religion uh, I could yeah, I mean we Alex. could actually make uh, make progress <laughs> at the Center for Industrial Progress. I saw what she did there as a, of course, CEO of the Center for Industrial Progress, Alex Epstein energytalkingpoints.com. Great website. Thank you again, Alex. Thank you, David. All right, I'll be right back.